Play some Irish music. Play the one that goes doodly doodly dee. Because I hate the one that goes deedly deedly do. Okay, here we go. The Ben and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> in the news, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, was hit in the head with a hammer at his San Francisco home by a man wearing nothing but underwear. It was quite the kerfuffle. A voice could be heard coming from the floor below. Jesus Christ. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Lawrence, <laughs> dumbass O'Connor. You know, I love watching that video. He gets so pissed. He throws the pencil on the floor and he's yelling at Red face and spitting. It's He's great. such a jerk. I can't believe Dorchester produced such a lantern-jawed, square-headed piece of crap. Bingo. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. This is uh, Planet Mikey Podcast, episode 200. That's right. <gasps> deuce. Huh? The deuce. Two hunch. We made it this far. Every Tuesday for 200 uh, episodes. That's exactly right. And we also got our 200th listener. It's almost <laughs> it's a double dip. Yeah. It's almost three three years now. At the end of this month, it'll be three years. Uh, and we are the Planet Mikey podcast cast. We're the podcast. Do you mind if I uh, three years? Oh yeah, Snickers my, bar that you brought. My wife Christine sent these Isn't Snickers. It meant four years. Three. Twenty nineteen. November twenty nineteen. Oh, this is great. Was our first podcast. I mean, it seems like four years to you because you live far away. <laughs> so you've traded in three vehicles just getting here. Who are you? You're uh, young Ben Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Such a great fellow that even Kirk Minahan likes him. And yeah! Wild Bill Smith, such a great guy that even Kirk Minahan likes him. <laughs> he likes both you guys. Yeah! Well, <laughs> right, Bill, we like him too. <laughs> I'm Mike Adams. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that Kirk does not like me. Mm. <laughs> and you know what? I don't give a single fuck. Oh. Because Kirk is a psychopath, a liar, a narcissist, a scumbag who covers his self-loathing with fake self-admiration. But enough about him. He said nice things about me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the rarest of all things. Uh, There's no question. Anyway, never mind all that. We got 200 episodes in the can. And that doesn't refer to anything except for... They've been recorded, and we have them. By the way, you folks that listen, you should go back and listen to some old episodes, because I feel bad for those old episodes. They have very little attention compared to the new episodes. You know, also, if someone wanted to contact you, they could always write to planetmikeypodcast at gmail.com. Or you could just call my house at 555-529. At Planet Mikey on Twitter. That's right. At Planet Mikey on Twitter. And, I, you know, I've lost uh, about 111 followers during the political season because some people don't <laughs> I'm <not> agree. Surprised. <laughs> yeah, there, are some, there are some Massachusetts people who are hardcore Democrats, and ra- rather than be, have animosity toward them, I just say what I'm thinking. I'm not going to not tell the truth, mm. and I'm not going to hate them. You know, I have very, very good friends who are liberal, very good close friends. And you're not uh, a fan of censorship. I'm not a fan at all of censorship. So I am a fan of the new and a lot of you know these a lot of these people who are on the left are absolutely frightened that they're going to lose power because of Elon Musk taking over and letting people say what they want. And, you know, he's going to let Trump, you know he's going to let Trump back on there. Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, Trump never should have been canceled off of that. He that was dumb. 
It's just they get scared. They don't like hearing things oh. that, that, that they don't believe in. It's like, it's like just if you have free speech, you have free speech. You can't say, oh, I don't like what he says, so we're not going to listen. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't, block well, they, them. They use the term hate speech, and only they determine what's hateful. Well, yeah, it's speech that they hate. That's what it is. Thank you for the Snickers bar. That's good, isn't it? Great. It's mm. packed with peanuts, so oh, it yeah. satisfies. It works. Uh, <clears throat> what? Can you see that date right there? The first episode? 2018. Wait a minute. We've been doing this podcast yeah, for a very long there's time. There's 52 weeks a year. Wait a minute. So it's been four we years? We only do this once a week, and sometimes we don't even do it. <laughs> no, we do it. It's four. It's been four years. Yes. Seriously? Yeah. How else would we have to two hundred doing it once a week? If the Planet oh, yeah, Mikey yeah. podcast, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, remember that episode? I look at episode uh, four, an entire fist, Maury. Remember that one? <laughs> uh, for those of you that didn't hear that episode, just quick, quick version. A guy called up on. My, we had a live TV show, Planet Mike, uh, not Planet Mike, uh, Mike Adams Sports World, mm. and and the phones were open. And people, people could call in, and there was no delay. So they could say whatever they wanted. It would go out over the air on TV and cable systems all over New England. Lots of them. <laughs> so one guy I was sitting next to Maury Levine, who's now a you know, big-shot producer with NBC Boston. And he's sitting next to me. And Maury was you know, kind of funny-looking. Cute, but funny-looking. <laughs> Some guys say, hey, Mike, that guy next to you, Maury, looks like he has an entire fist up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> And we, you know, you're live. What are you going to do? You could go go to go to a, a blank a blank screen. You know, you could walk away. No, I said, uh, whoa. I said, then I turned to Maury and I go, an entire fist, Maury. <laughs> you know, I mean, we had to do something. Those were the good old days. See? What did Maury do? Now on, on the radio, no one could swear like that because the producer would grab it because it was a 15 second delay or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Was it 15? You were a producer. It's very. Sometimes some places have it as an eight second delay. Some places have it as a twelve. Yeah, right. 18 seven. Even. Originally, it was seven seconds because it went from one reel to reel record and then played back on the other one. It took seven seconds to get from one machine to the other. That Remember? was the old school. That was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, at, when I was at WNEW in New York, Opie and Anthony had a fifteen second delay before it went to the upstairs producer in the management office who had another 15-second delay, and then they put it out on the air. So what they were saying was a full minute behind, you know, what was actually going on because they were so afraid of what Opie and Anthony were going to say. I love that show. Because they said lots of stuff. So dumb. It was amazing. You know, I love my hair. It it sounds kind of weird and everything, but you'd love your hair, too, if you had lost your hair, and then you suddenly had it back again. It's like, oh, my God, this is great. Well, I got to tell you, and I went to Dr. Robert Leonard t- almost 20 years ago now, and uh, he and Dr. Matthew Lepresti are the two main guys with Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, and they know so much about how to fix your hair, everything about that. Uh, permanent hair restoration is their thing. There's no one better. They're the greatest in New England, and they, they, they travel the, the world and the country lecturing other people on how to do this thing. And hey, what's that hair banking thing they have going on? Yeah, oh, they got that new thing. It's cloning and hair banking your, the follicles so that they, it makes it so simple and it's so revolutionary. They, they bank your hair follicles uh, and they can clone them and make more hair for you. It's a beautiful thing. In the old days, you'd wind up looking like Chuck Schumer if you had your hair replaced. Oh, shit. Chuck Schumer's is no good. But today, you if can If he'd go into Dr. Leonard, you know, he'd 
people would you like. You can go very close to your hair because I did. I wanted to see what it looks like. Yeah, and it looks completely it, it's natural. My, it is my own hair you growing can. on my head, and I had a bald spot, a big. Yeah. But the the idea is, if you got that going on. And it doesn't matter who you blame, you know, your father's mother, your mother's father, your, your hereditary. It doesn't matter. The, the answer is call 1-800-GET-HAIR. You make a free, no-obligation appointment and a consultation with the doctors at the Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. And they'll fix you up. They'll take care of business for you. And it's free. There's no obligation. And they'll tell you exactly what they're going to do and why it's going to be great. 1-800-GET-HAIR. Go to HairDR.com. It's the... Hair transplant company of the stars. All these guys on TV, Brian Scalabrini, you know, uh, Tom Karen, David Portnoy, Wes Welker, Mike Adams. He's the handsomest of all of them. <laughs> Call 1-800-GET-HAIR for Dr. Robert Leonard, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, and Dr. Matthew Lepresti. Do it. Uh we have some fun things to do tonight here on the... Let me put on my radio voice for a second. We've got some really great things going on the broadcast tonight. You're going to love this program, and we've got some really, really fabulous things we're going to carry tonight. So get ready into, for the enjoyment and uh, <laughs> of the thing. So first, I would just like to get the politics out of the way. It's not really politics. Yeah. It's issues. Okay, can I get them out of the way? Issues. I need a tissue for my issue. Uh, can you issue me a tissue? Where's, Here you the, go. where's the box? I like the softy ones. Stay puffed. Stay puffed marshmallows. Um, there are four questions on the Massachusetts ballot this year, and only two of them I think are really, really important, but I'm going to just quickly give them to you, and you guys, because I'm voting no on all of them. Okay. They call me Dr. No. Dr. No. Question one. Are you also Canadian playing a Japanese man? Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Eh? Question one, sometimes called the fair share amendment or the millionaire's tax. The proposed amendment to the Massachusetts Constitution would establish an additional 4% state income tax on that portion of annual taxable income that's in excess of a million dollars. Now, on the surface, it sounds like, well, make the rich pay the taxes. Can I tell you something? It's another tax, first of all. You know, tax to choose. They're putting that on there. It's going to discourage a lot of very rich Businessmen who get a lot done and own a lot of companies and from being here. They employ people. Well, because they're they're gonna get hammered, so they're not gonna come here. They're gonna live in New Hampshire. You know, right across the border or somewhere else. That's my first criticism of it. The provision would take effect for tax years beginning January 1, 2023, which is coming up. The income level would be adjusted annually to reflect increases in the cost of living. Subject to the appropriation by the state legislature, revenues from the tax would be used for public education. And where have you heard this before? Oh, yeah. It's public the, colleges. Children, yeah. Public, and public universities, as well as for the repair and maintenance of infrastructure. Oh, yeah. Every time there's any new revenue in Massachusetts, they oh, it's going to be used for education and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And what they're going to do with that. T- now, if you sell your house, right? You say you have a million dollar house. You sell all of a sudden you're a millionaire. You're paying higher percentage of, of what you sold your house for, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's going right out the door into the Massachusetts coffers, as if they need it. Haven't we had a surplus lately? We got one right now. So I'm voting no on that. Question two: Dental insurance. Now, I don't have dental insurance. I have teeth, mm. and uh, you know I go to a dentist uh, and they take care of it. And I have a plan that I'm you know. Pro- 
But and I have four people in my family who all have part of the dental plan. So okay. you're happy with the way things are. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't have dental insurance, so it doesn't affect me. What they're where, where's the money go when it goes to dental insurance? Well, you assume it's going to go toward the fixing of your teeth, one way or the other, <laughs> because that's what it's all about, right? You would, you would think. Let them hash that out. I just want to know. I'm going to do what Donald Trump said when when they asked him about putting in. Bathrooms for men, women, and for those who weren't sure, you know, a third bathroom for trans or whatever people. Donald Trump said, just leave it the way it is. <laughs> and why, why are we going through this rigmarole? It's a bathroom. People have been peeing since Adam and Eve. Yep. But what, just leave it like it is, which made sense to me. With this question, the dental insurance? My dentist told me to vote yes, so I'm voting yes. Your dentist did? Yeah. Well, you tell your dentist. Hey, I trust him to put his full fist in my mouth, so... Well, there you go. I'm going to follow his advice on this one. Tell that dentist that I will come over and drill him (laughs) because he's the root of all evil. And uh, come on, man. Can we we bridge these two segments here? I know. This is kind of filling. All right. Question three. Following the failure of the 2020 effort to eliminate the cap on the number of beer and wine licenses that chain stores could hold, an effort led by liquor stores and wine shops is offering a less dramatic alternative. Starting in 2023, the proposed law would reduce the maximum number of all alcoholic beverages licenses that any one retailer could own or control from nine to seven. Now. Hmm. Okay, we'll just settle this. I wonder what's behind that. I don't know, but it's it's greed. But settle this so that I don't have to think about it. That would be great because it's, it's a stupid. I, to me, just to come up with, oh, we got new laws. Are gonna... So no on one, no on two, no on three. Correct. Yeah. And four. You ready this? Except for you Ben. Uh, at least a yes on two. Well, that's stupid. And I know some millionaires, <laughs> so I might be a no on one. <laughs> Question four. Here's the most important one of all. Good. Question four. Voters are being asked to decide whether a controversial new law opening access to driver's licenses for all residents regardless of – and I signed this petition to get this law on the ballot. Mm. I'm one of the thousands and thousands of people. All residents, regardless of legal status, will remain on the books in Massachusetts. Now, driver's licenses, mm. they have that law. They, they, they will, we're trying to get that law out because, you know, Governor Baker – vetoed it for he gives very good reasons for that here but most importantly both houses of the legislature voted to override the veto yeah. now who makes up the the people on the uh in the house of uh, the, the house of representatives uh they'd be democrats, democrats yeah <laughs> right now why would why would they want okay a yes vote would keep the law in place which is already there and a no vote would repeal it so you have to vote no if you have any brains at all on this particular uh, issue. Uh, under the law, licensed applicants who cannot provide proof of lawful presence can still obtain a license if they provide proof of their identity, date of birth, residency, and meet all other standard qualifications, including a road test and proof of insurance. The law does not allow those in the country illegally to obtain a real ID card, though, and would not automatically register them to vote. They don't no, care. You know, they'll just, do it. They'll it'll just validate, you know, all, completely. And by the way... I got this in the mail today. So you're a no on four. No on four. Please. I'm a Lyft driver. Half my business is illegals. <laughs> anyway, licenses for illegal immigrants. Don't give it. On election day, vote no on question four. I got this in the mail. Yeah. Just the facts on licenses for illegals. In California, they had a 26% increase in hit and runs starting when they had the license for illegal. And, you know, California is like... 
almost everybody there is illegal. I think the government there is illegal. So, so it's crazy out there with Gavin Newman. Newsom. 30, Newsom. 30% increase in traffic fatalities. Once they put in the, okay, anybody that, that it's illegal can drive, okay? If they're not going to obey the laws of the country when they're coming in, they're going to sneak into the country and break the law to become to be to be here on American turf. What makes us think they're well, going to obey? My, the- my simple question would be: Are they paying taxes to participate in the funding for this program? No. Uh, oh, then what the fuck's the point? <laughs> Bingo. Well, the, and the other thing is, you know, what makes us think that they're going to obey the laws of the road if they don't obey the law, the first law they well, come it's across? Also, it, it's also, I think, it's ridiculous of our government to figure out ways to. Either legalize them so they become tax-paying citizens of this country or whatever. Voters, you know, figure out ways to do that instead of allowing them to continue oh, to God. skirt around the system. How about we just protect the borders so they're not just here looking for a license? You how make, about that? Well, making too much dream, sense Mike. now. Yeah, it's it's making too much you know, sense. I mean, that's the first thing I think of is well, how'd they get here? Well, they crossed illegally. You know what yeah. I'm saying? With fresh, clean clothes and a new phone and you a know, credit card. People say, "Well, that's really you don't like." Peru. No, it doesn't have anything to do. I love Hispanic people. It has to do with they're cutting in front of the people who've been waiting in line to do it legally, mm-hmm. and we know who they are. We know where they live. We know what they're all about. These people coming across, we don't have any idea. No. They could be people bringing fentanyl. They could be terrorists. They could be rapists, as, Trump, as Donald Trump said. We don't know. The idea is to know who's coming in. That's Fox all. News Fox News has a uh, a drone. Bill Malugan is the reporter yeah. down there. Yeah. And he's got a, a drone with night vision. And it was hovering around this, I swear to God, there were at least 5,000 people. This You could see them yep. all through with the night vision. Just streaming right across, just a whole long sure. line. It was amazing. At uh, 2.3 million people in the pitch dark since Biden became president have come well, across and let me jumped ask you into a question. The, what do you have that, to and say? that doesn't count the getaways. What do you have to say to the people that hire these people? <clears throat> oh, the same thing. Yeah, they, they're contributing to the problem. They sure are, and they're trying to do it to save money. But they're basically they're screwing the, the government because they're not, they're not paying any taxes. They're not paying these people. They're paying them uh, under the table and. <laughs> No one makes out on that deal, except the people who are getting paid over the table get screwed. That much we know. Yeah, the ones that get screwed are you and me. Yeah, because we're, we're actually paying our taxes and stuff like that. Anyway, enough about that. Idiots. All the attention on the so illegal. Don't pay your taxes. <laughs> don't you know that you're a sovereign citizen? I say that for the purpose <laughs> of the podcast, but I don't pay. You know, are you kidding me? I have a really great accountant. Do you? Yeah, Wesley Snipes hooked me up. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wesley Snipes is your accountant. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, so now we we move on to a topic here that is really, really uh, one that I got to give credit to Matt Gagan. Matt Gagan. Matt Gagan is as somebody who works for CBS Boston, and I found I called an article off the internet. You know what that is? That's where you www dot whatever. Oh, I thought that was that lining in your bathing suit. Uh, no, no, that's not the. Uh, that's a different net, completely. That's a tuna net. Um. The worst contracts in Red Sox history, Ooh. In, in, in recent Red Sox history. Well, you go back to Babe Ruth and, you know, you go fishing. So how far are we going back here? Just recently. Like 2000? You know, you'll, you'll know all these people. Okay. <laughs> and he says maybe J.D. Drew and John Lackey and David Price should be on this list and maybe even Chris Sale. But, hey, he goes on to say these people didn't, didn't do squat for us. You ready? Carl Crawford. Yeah, that one was brutal. We all had high hopes for that too. Seven years, one hundred forty-two million. They gave him a lot of money to come from Tampa Bay in twenty eleven. 
Never could he handle the spotlight, but Carl Crawford. In fact, he was kind of an asshole. His production went down. He hit a career-low 255 in his first year with the Red Sox. And they get, you know, he's getting $20 million a year. It's pretty good. Uh, and then he was in, involved in the, the, the terrible season that ended with the Red Sox just losing every game in September. You remember that? Carl Crawford. It was 2011. Part. 2011. And then uh, bigger disaster in 2012. Francona's fired. Bobby Valentine's bought in, leading to the, the bigger disaster. Crawford began that season on the 60-day DL. <laughs> Couldn't play at all after undergoing off-season wrist surgery. Didn't debut till July. Then he went. Then he had Tommy John surgery. Two days later, he was dealt to the Dodgers along with Adrian Gonzalez, Josh Beckett, Nick Punto, as they just dumped out on these big salaries. But a total failure for Carl Crawford. How much money? How much money did they pay him? Uh, one hundred forty-two million. Oh wow! <laughs> Seven years, and they got one year out of him, and it sucked. So there you go. That's a bad contract. Pablo Sandoval. Mm. Oh, the panda. <laughs> the kung fu panda. Yep. Uh, basically a fat tub of shit who didn't do anything. Uh, everybody liked him. You know, per- they liked his personality. But the problem is when you're a baseball player making millions of dollars, you should be able to play baseball. I've always thought that. Five years, $95 million. Uh, this one was unbelievable. Following the last place in uh, Division uh, 2014, Ben Sherrington went out and tried to make some sexy signings. He brought in Sandoval, who was a two-time All-Star. Who had big swings in the postseason, three World Series as a member of the Giants. All that was a reputation. The Kung Fu Panda put up disappointing numbers his first season, hitting 245 with 47 ribbies. I like to call them ribbies. Makes me hungry. Sox finished uh, again in last place of the year they got Sandoval. In 2016, he played only three games before he underwent season-ending shoulder surgery. Oh, man. And the only memorable moment of that season in his Red Sox career really was when he murdered his belt. His belt popped when he took a swing, and his belt just gave way. Or when he was accidentally Instagramming porn while taking a dump in the middle of a game. <laughs> Remember that highlight? Uh, fewer people know about that. I think the belt was more public. He hit t- 212 over 32 games in 2017 before the Red Sox designated him for assignment, which is like saying, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you fat tub of shit. All right, how about Hanley Ramirez? Four years, $88 million, $22 million a year, and you know and I know, we all know, he was a complete stiff. Uh, he was moving around from position to position. He couldn't do anything, couldn't play the outfield. Uh when David Ortiz retired in 2017, they moved uh, Hanley Ramirez uh, to DH, but his bat went silent because you're a designated hitter, and that's what you're supposed to do is hit, so he knew better. <laughs> yeah, but he, he doesn't belong with those other guys. He at least had an actually good season. 30 home runs, 111 RBI, when? hit 286. When? Uh, oh, 2016. Okay. He was far more productive than those other guys. He doesn't okay, belong in the Okay, but in 2017, numbers. and remember they gave him $22 million a year. In 2017, he hit 242. Yeah. Drove in 63. I mean, you know, he sucked. He's on the list anyway. And But worse than all of these guys, Rusne. Oh, God. <laughs> Rusne Castillo. Now, who on earth thought it was a good idea to give this guy a lot of money? Or that name. Seven years, 72 million. <laughs> He's a minor leaguer. I think he played just a handful of games in the major leagues. He spent his entire life in Pawtucket. Played 99 games in the majors. $10 million a year to play triple-A ball in Pawtucket, and, he's, and he never made the big club again. 
That's a that's a terrible, terrible country. Now, you know how some businesses will have bonuses based on performance or your salary even is based on your performance? Yeah. What if you, you say the, the, you, there's like a minimum wage, you're going to make, make it to the big leagues, we're going to hire you. Uh, so if you uh, live up to these standards that we're going to set right here, we'll both agree on how we want you to perform – You'll get the $20 million. The players union won't allow that. Otherwise. Incentivized contracts. That just seems wrong. Exactly. And that's why everybody's getting too much money. And we've watched the pitchers. Now, Chris Sale, I I mean, I love Chris Sale. When he was healthy, he was great. Yep. But guess what? He hasn't been healthy for a long time. And he's had really, really bad luck. And he's been totally injury prone. His is five years, $145 million, close to $30 million a year. For a guy who didn't, what how many many games he pitched this year? One? Two? Two. Two. So it happens all the time. Pitchers are bad investments. We, we've seen it happen time and time again. Well, I mean, going back to Dice K, Matsuzaka, and all these Red Sox pitchers, they pay the pitchers, and the pitchers suck. They're very, very uh, dicey. Uh, and Chris Sale. Yeah, but this is that, the Chris Sale thing, the David Price thing, that all stems from fucking up the John Lester thing. Maybe. And, and saying, oh, well, this is why you don't pay pitchers when they're 30. But when they have that type of body, they don't get hurt very often. Those workhorse guys, right. they Ryan. will last a while. We talked about Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. I did watch the documentary this week. By the way, 27 uh, is the, uh, the, the, leader, the active leader in the major leagues right now with complete games. Scherzer? Scherzer's in the, in the R- top five. Or no, Verlander? I think Scherzer has 14 in his career. Uh, it's either Adam Wainwright or somebody's been around. Um, Verlander has 26, mm. and he's one shy of of the active leaders in complete games. Right, 27 is the is the guy. Wainwright has 28. 28. Okay, so Wainwright leads all active pitchers with 28. Fergie Jenkins had 30 in one year. This guy has 28 in his long career. <laughs> People don't complete the games anymore, so yeah, the weird, pitchers aren't worth what they used to be. And these guys are all juiced up on steroids now, so they, I hate they should be able to last on. I hate, and that's why I've really lost a lot of my luster for baseball. I, you can't, you can't get behind a guy like David Price who's making thirty million dollars a year, a million dollars a game to throw the ball, and he's an asshole. Hmm. You know, I just can't do it. So, anyway. Some advice to the management of all major league teams. Go ahead, Mike. Stand by. Call me next time you're going to make a deal. I'll advise you. I'll do it for free. Are you still going to gamble on baseball? I'm telling you what. It's very hard to predict now. You no, know it is. But I can predict this. If I'm going to bet, I'm going to go to betonline.ag. Oh. I love that's, you, Mike. That's a good prediction. <laughs> Basketball, of course, is completely back now. We got the NFL season in full swing. The betting is crazy. And there's a couple of baseball games left. Yeah, the Phillies and the Houston Astros. It's called the World Series of Fall Classic. And you can bet on that too at betonline.ag. You go to betonline.ag, which is a website. It is. You put in uh, your money, and and if it's your first deposit, which is a a welcome deposit, you get 50% of the value of that deposit given to you free as a bonus by the good folks at betonline.ag. So let me give you an example. Let's say you want to put in $10. They give you 5 Let's say you want to put in $100. They give you 50 Let's say you want to put in $1,000. They give you 500 The more you bet, the more you win. Exactly. It's a 50% bonus. Go to betonline.ag. Use the code, this is how you get the bonus, CLNS50. That's C as in Carl, L as in Larry, N as in nice, and S as in so what. 
<laughs> Fitty. Fitty. The number Fitty. BetOnline.ag where, where the game starts. And this is the Planet Mikey podcast where the crew farts. <laughs> All right, right now, here's a, here's a oh, contest, remix. okay? This is a good one because it's not just your typical, okay, who had this hit in 1978 or whatever. What? This is a thing. I named the song. You tell me who wrote it. Is this a quiz? Yeah, for you. That's for Actually, we'll give it to it, Ben. It, it should be for him and I'll be his, like, no. phone a friend. We'll give it to, I don't know I'll, shit about who wrote what. Well, right. we'll give it to Ben first, and then when he when he says, I don't know, each time, so then, then I'll be the phone a friend. All right. All right. Go ahead. Okay, and these are songs. Yes. Everybody should know these songs. Yeah, musical uh, things. Musical songs. Yeah, yeah, they're musical. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of songs are. Yeah, uh, the song Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, who wrote Woodstock? Do you know who did it? First of all, I don't. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, that's what I was thinking in my head. Yeah, you're thinking so in your head. Stephen Stills. Wrong. Wrong. Joni Mitchell wrote that. Correct. And she, and she had never been to Woodstock. But she wrote it. And when you listen oh, to what that a song, liar. You know, that particular song, you think about, and this is going to sound a little strange, but I was listening to it the other day. And suddenly, it's sort of a metaphor for where we all want to be in life, the way things used to be before everything got stupid in America. And listen <laughs> you're, to the song again. You're, and just, you're, you're getting stupid right yeah, now. Are man. you a high on something? I might be. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're you know talking what, about. Bill Smith. All right, next he, song. He knows it, though. Joni Mitchell is right. And by the way, she voted yes on question two because those teeth, she needs to make sure her dental <laughs> care goes to the... Is she still alive? We love Joni. Yes. When she dies, I want those teeth. To do okay. what with them? Who did all along the watchtower? Who, who, uh, okay, hold, wait, hold on. Bob Dylan wrote it. Yes. Yeah. Very that good. one I knew. Yep. What's the better version? Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix or no, Dave, I, I like Dave Mason. No, I like the uh, the Dylan version. Mm. It's too much in the future. Oh, God, I hate it as much as I ever. I can't <laughs> get no relief. Businessman, he drink my way. <laughs> See, the thing about Bob Dylan was he didn't really sing. He just kind of said stuff in his voice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, so you got one, Ben. Yeah. There's more. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. Right. Leaving on a jet plane. Um, you know the song, right? Leaving... On a yeah, jet right, plane. Right, right. I just, I, just, you just sang the whole other all, all along the watchtower. A Why simple, can't Bill and I harmonize no, for two seconds? A simple oh. yes would have worked. I said, you know the song, right? All you gotta say is yes. Yes, I know the song. What was the song? Who again? wrote it? John Denver. Paul Stuckey. Yes, John Denver. John Denver. Oh, you did. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, Bill! Did you hear that? I did. Will you still love me tomorrow? I barely know the song. Tonight you're mine, Carol King. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Billy. That's right. The Shirelles did it. Mm-hmm. Great version. Nice recording, too. Love will keep us together. Neil Sedaka. Yes. Wow. Correct. That's Man, right. he's good at this. That's right. Is it, who sang that, though? Was that Captain, Captain and Neil? Okay. Yeah. But, but, hey, I know some. I used to call him on the air. I used to call him Captain and Toenail. <laughs> Everybody used to call me. That's funny. Okay. Uh, is that why you kept getting fired? He says, uh, somebody asked him once, so your name, real name is uh, Daryl Dragon? And he said, yeah, and you'd be Dragon, too, if you were married to her. Uh, uh, imagine if his a name, better name than Captain. You no, know, you know what it would be great if he changed his first Should name to dra- Dick? Dick Dragon. That, that's not, you know. <laughs> now you know. It leaves skid marks. Hey, young. All right, now, one less bell to answer. 
I have no idea. One I've never less spell to answer. Mm. One less egg to fry. Fifth Dimension did it. Who did? Who wrote it? No. He's pondering this. Yeah. Smitty's Can you pondering. give us a clue? No. Okay. Mm, one less bell to answer. I would say that's got to be uh, Neil Diamond. Hank. I was just going to say that. No. Bert Bacharach. Bert. Oh, we we both suck. Uh, she's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. I'm assuming Tom Jones didn't write it. Tom Jones sang it. No, I don't. I wouldn't give you the name of the. the, the Paul be Anka. Yes. Oh. How did you know that? Are you googling over there? No, I got nothing going on here. I mean, you're really good at this game, Smitty. Well, that's part of what I did. Okay. In who, previous life. Who wrote the Mighty Quinn? Manfred Mann's hit from the '60s. Uh, come on, without. Come on, within. Bob Dylan. No. What? It is Bob Dylan. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to see if you'd be surprised. You right, didn't yeah, get that right. That's okay. a very good guess. Thank you very much. Blinded by the light. Manfred Mann did Wrapped this. up like a douche. Yeah. A douche. Another runner mm-hmm. in the... Bruce Springsteen. Yes. yes. Yeah. I did know that one. Good job, Bill. God. My Good way. Paul Anka. Yes. World without love. I don't care what they say. I won't stay in a world without love. Paul McCartney. Yes, and you know why? He gave it to Peter Asher, who was part of Peter and Gordon, mm-hmm. and they had a hit with it. And it was a throwaway song for Paul and the Beatles. He said, "Here, here, you can have, you can have this song. Maybe you record it, and have a record." And so, what happened was they had a hit with it, and Paul McCartney wrote it because he was dating Jane Asher, well, there you go. who was Peter Asher's sister, mm-hmm. and he wanted to kind of, you know, keep that thing going a bit. So he gave him a hit. Lock me away. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Bert Bacharach? Yep. How'd you know that? Yeah, good one. Uh, Different drum. Stone ponies? Linda Ronstadt? Uh, Linda Ronstadt. No. (gasps) She was in the band. Hold on. What's the name of the song? The Stone Ponies. She was in the band. It was a uh, different drum. You and I travel to the beat of a different drum. Yeah, who did it? Who wrote it? Um, uh, one of the mamas and the papas. Uh-uh. No. Mike Nesmith. Oh, Mike. Uh, how about the this? monkeys? Me, me and Bobby McGee. Chris Christopherson. Yes. Yeah. Who wrote Come and Get It by Badfinger? Paul McCartney. Yes. Who wrote... I'm a soul. You're a. Uh, I'm a soul man. I'm D- Sam and Dave's here. Oh, Sam I'm and Dave. I'm a soul man. Belushi and Aykroyd. Huh? It was Sam. Isaac Hayes. Isaac wrote that. Wow. Good job, Isaac. Did a good job on that. He's right. Who wrote Grease? Grease is the word. Remember that from the from the motion picture and the and the the musical. Barry Gibb. The Bee Gees. Yep, there you go. Good. Who wrote Up, Up, and Away? The Fifth Dimension tune. This guy, here's a hint. He also wrote Wichita Lineman and By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Bobby, uh, what's his name? Jimmy. Jimmy. Webb. Jimmy Webb. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that. Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb. He was a good writer, but he never sang much. Okay. Uh, Okay, a couple more here. Ready? Uh, I'm a believer. Neil Diamond. Yeah. I will always love you. Uh, 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 
Uh, uh, country singer, she, yep, she huge had, tits. She had two of the biggest hits in the whole country. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah. Who did? Who wrote "Red Rubber Ball" by the Circle? I should have known you'd bid me farewell. There's a lesson to be learned from this, and I learned it very well. Now I know you're not the only starfish in the sea. <laughs> if I ever see your face again, it's all who wrote "Red Rubber Ball." Uh, Neil Diamond. No. But it rhymes with diamond. Oh. Paul Simon. Yeah. There you go. Nice job. I, that's amazing. He knows He's, almost. That was incredible, Bill. It's like you know this stuff or something. Oh, Jesus. Good Lordy. In a previous life, I was familiar with all of those songs. Yes. Uh, well, previous life, my ass. You're still in that one. Well, yes, I am. But uh, it's been a long road. <laughs> yeah. He died at about episode 64. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm a hologram. <laughs> Like Tupac. Really? That's right. At Coachella. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, so I have a lot of things that I could talk about. That uh, and I don't know if you guys have anything that you want to throw into the mix here. I don't know how long this podcast has been so far. That's like uh, 35 minutes. It's been 35? Yeah, Oh, just my about. God. I got all caught up in all these who wrote it things. Mm. Nice going, Mike. So I think I'm going to save some of these issues for the, the, the next podcast we do, which is called 201. 15, 15, <laughs> 15 Minutes of Chamay. Oh, yeah. By the way, have you ever drank Chimay with a beer? It's Belgian. Oh, yes. Oh, it's strong. Oh. You ever buy a chamois? A friend of mine came over here once, and he said, it was a hot summer day. And he said, uh, let's have a beer. I said, okay. He said, uh, did you ever have a Chimay? I said, no. He said, if God came to earth and wanted a beer, this That's is what, he, the, uh, the this good is what he'd bring with him. I said, okay. I had no idea it was such a high alcohol content. Plus, yes, and it was kind of hoppy, but boy, that was good. Yeah, it's good. And uh, there's you, two. There's blue and there's uh, red or something. Mm. There's two different kinds. C H I M A Y Chimay. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And it and it's the the, bo- the bottles are solid and they're good and they're it's like the stuff inside the bottle is good. Oh my gang is another one that's really good. Oh my gang. Oh yeah. Oh my gang! How yeah. oh, my gang? Yeah, so I want you all to listen to the uh, 15 minutes of shame podcast. And here's the good news: What is it? It's only 15 minutes. Mm. So you can kill 15 minutes waiting in traffic in the morning, uh, so easily, and it'll help the time go by because we we put a lot of thought into this and a lot of preparation. You know, if anybody these... wanted to contact you, they could always <laughs> write to Planet Mikey Podcast at Gmail dot com. Or Planet Mikey on Twitter at Planet Mikey. See, he's like an, he can't stop being the announcer. Well, I like doing that because well, we will hear from actual human beings who listen to this podcast for a reasons I can't believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and if you're a hot chick, then we really want to hear from you <laughs> because we like being three heterosexual dudes. We love hot chicks, and we're not sexist. <laughs> we're not. I mean, it's not. There's nothing sexist about loving hot chicks. You know, I mean, it's like they're girl. They're these are broads. Of course, we like them. <laughs> We're it, men. Nothing uh, sexist right. about that. I mean, you know, I used to call them dames, and people say I can't call them dames, so I started calling them broads. And they how dare you? They love it. Shame on you, Mike. They love it. Um, so uh, I guess yeah. So by the way, wherever you get this term comes up so often, and I really hate it. What is it? You can get fifteen minutes of shame. Wherever you get your podcasts, it's like st- so stupid. It's like you know, eat, eat bananas; they're good for you. You can get bananas wherever, wherever you get your groceries. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say that. No, it's so stupid. You know, it's like we have. Uh, remember, they put a tiger in your tank, Exxon fuel, whatever the gas was. 
get Exxon fuel wherever you get your fuel. Oh, no, it has to be an Exxon station. All right, whatever. But it's so stupid. And whenever you get your podcast, come on. Who's, who came up with that? Was that you, Ben? Yep, sorry, my bad. That's right. All right, so we're going to leave you now. Who did If I Leave You Now? If You Leave Me Now, who did that song? Chicago. Yeah. yeah. With who, the Beach Boys who, backing them up. Who wrote it? <laughs> I don't even know. Is it Terry Kath? No, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we have Joe and Jerry here and a couple of extra special guest stars. Ooh, really? To sing our musical finishing number, we call it. The Sunday. finale. Yeah. We call it the finale of each podcast. And here it is right now. Right now. Here it is. Yep. I feel good. I knew that I would now. I feel good. And I knew that I would now. So good. So good. I got you. Can you believe it? Oh, I feel nice, Joe. Like sugar and spice. I feel nice down here. Like sugar and spice. So nice. So nice. I got you. Oh, yeah. A sexy saxophone. When I hold you in my arms, I know I can't do no wrong. And when I hold you in my arms, my love won't do you no harm. I feel nice, Joe. Like sugar and spice. I feel nice. Like sugar and spice. So nice. So nice. I got you. Okay, Louie, come on in. Okay, man. When I hold you in my arms, I know that I can't do no wrong. And when I hold you in my arms, my love can't do you no harm, baby. Like sugar and spice. Azucar, sugar in Spanish, baby. I feel good. I could pitch a game. So nice. So nice. I got you. I feel good. I know that I would now. Yes? Uh, I feel good, too. I kind of knew that I would. Uh, so good. So good. I got you and Mrs. Yorkie. So good. Ow! So good. I got you. So good. So good, so good baby. I got you. Hey, shut up. Hey, shut up, asshole. <laughs>